0: Blog Talk Radio This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons Leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, Authors, life coaches, relationship experts Social advocates and extraordinary friends As they streak themselves their experiences and share their unfiltered thoughts about life and I believe in stripping the lives and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it i I'm unscripted, I'm uncensored I'm and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode.
1: Another, another Talk Wednesday on The Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. Oh, my goodness. Uh, first of all, you know how it is. Yes, this is The Naked Talk, and we keep it very unscripted, uncensored, and uncut on the show. And, yes, we've been having some technical issues just trying to connect to the show. And so, you know, you know, ah, the introduction just took quite a bit of um, – but you know what? I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. Yes, my name is Alex Okurji and i am coming to you live all the way from lagos nigeria in the heart of west africa yay so i'm very excited to be here and you know what today is really an auspicious moment i know the weather is crazy um And We're having technical issues. Well, yes, we're in Africa, and you know how it is. Uh, Technology is still um, a luxury. Good technology is still a luxury, but I'm excited to be here and just looking forward to having such a great conversation with my guest who's joining me live all the way from California in the U.S., and this has been a show that I've been looking forward to for God knows how long, sorry. I've been counting down the day to joining him. And so, fortunately I couldn't get to talk with him just before we got got in, but he's here. And I'm excited that he's here, because I know he's here. Um, but just before we get into today's conversation, first of all, let me just um, say hello to um, our friends at Evolution Magazine. Uh, they're all about bringing to you the hair side of life and giving your hair a voice. And it's great uh, that they're uh, right there raising their, you know, raising their voices and bringing some sort of awareness to just you know beauty but not just beauty on the outside but beauty on the inside as well so and you can find more about them if you go to com. and of course our friends at QTB entertainment and events they are all about top class entertainment quality quality events production and of course you can find them at www.qtbevents.com and let's not forget, you know, online stores. Uh, they, they're they all about creating great, amazing, sorry, selling great, amazing, made-in-Nigeria products. And you can find, you know, you can get there and get some of the best quality um, for fashion, you know, homemade fashion accessories to housewares to name it. Just go to Com. That's ng And Xeno is a Z with a double I, N-O, ng And, you know, I cannot do this without, you know, just – um, sort of highlighting and spotlighting what the amazing people at the Reporters Inc., Reporters org are doing. Um, people like, you know, filmmakers like um Osagio Korua and of course Max Sagzemeyer who, you know, are putting together this amazing documentary that it is sort of spotlighting um Wrongly convicted citizens, right, and those who are being who are doing time for a crime that they're innocent, uh, and you know just how they're telling the stories of this people, this victims, and how not only not only how wrongful conviction is affecting, you know, these people, but how it's as well affecting their families and their communities and, you know, just trying to raise their voices for them. And I think it's such an amazing um, work that they're doing, you know, especially creating, telling this very, um, putting together this great, great work of art to sort of um, spotlight, you know, just the effects that this has, Um, on their community. And so I think it's great. And, of course, if you want to find out more about the innocent convict, uh, make sure to go to www.thereporters.org, and you can learn so much more. Now, last week on the show, I had such a great conversation with my guest, Susan Bremer O'Neill. She is um, a self-relationship coach, uh, a keynote speaker and an amazing author. She's the author of the book From Sex Appeal to Self Appeal, and it was such a great, you know, such a great conversation actually having Susan, who joined me live all the way from California, and we talked about stripping the old ideas we have about, you know, self appeal. And it was such a really interesting conversation. We talked about, you know, um, cultural differences with women, and, you know, journey self love and all of that. And if you missed that conversation, don't forget that you can catch all all our archived conversations right here at the radio channel, even if, if you miss them live. Or you can go to any of our syndicated radio networks. Yes, we're syndicating on 10 different networks. So you can find, you can listen to the Naked Talk on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn, Podcast Podcastpedia, Play FM, oh, name it. We're a Pod Africa right now at the Good Radio Network in Canada. So um, you can listen to this show Anywhere you are around the world, you don't have to miss an episode. You have no excuses whatsoever to miss an episode. Now, today on The Naked Talk, we're going to be talking about making peace with your past, right? And um, and now, you know, in in episode 69, contrary to conventional thinking, now we can have enduring and lasting peace of mind right now, regardless of what, you know, what has happened in our past. Now, today's um, guest is an engineer, he's also a philosopher, a psychologist. He was a trial athlete for eleven years. He's an author, a motivational speaker, and has, you know, recently retired after serving thirty years as a California Superior Court judge. Now I'm so excited to have him join us. Um and you know, however, you know, his real passion um, is bringing an enduring peace of mind to, to people with troubled souls. And I, I'm so excited because we're going to be um, having you know, such a great conversation today. But uh, he's been able to employ a technique he calls the art of thought dwelling to maintain enduring peace of mind, which uh, resulted in his highly acclaimed book, Spiritual Healing, Making Peace with Your Past. Uh, and it's also, you know, right now in its second printing by Tate Publishing. And I'm so excited because, you know, my very special guest is joining me live today all the way from California, and I cannot wait for us to basically explore how to, you know, bravely face the dragons in our past. Hi, Michael. Hey, Josh. Hello, Michael. Alex. How are you? I'm great. First of all, it's such a pleasure to have you join us. We're having a little bit of technical um, a little bit of technical uh, problems. I'm trying to find the right word. I don't like to use the word problems, but we we're having some technical challenges on the show. Just, uh, But I guess we connected right on time. And so even though I didn't get to talk to you right before you, get, you got on, I'm glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us live on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It's a great pleasure being on your show. I thank you for inviting me.
1: Thank you. Now I know that I mean you have a very colorful. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've had a colorful life, you know, if I put it that way, and you have a really, really colorful background. Um, you know, you're you're coming from so. You, I mean, you've experienced so many things, and I'm so I'm looking forward to just learning so much from you, and not just me, but the listeners as well, because I know that we're gonna have a really interesting conversation. Um, now. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, just a little bit about, for the sake of those, I mean, you know, those who are listening, especially from here in Nigeria and in Africa, um, and people who are listening around the world, um, who would you say Michael uh, Michael Sagehider is? Judge Michael. I have to remember to be with Judge Michael. You know, I've never had a guest like you on my show. So this is really like, you know, it's a really auspicious moment. You're like the first I've never had a you a, a superior you know a superior court judge on my show, so I have to remember to say this, and I have to say it with so much, so much respect, Judge Michael Sage Hyder. and I hope I get your name correctly because you know I'm African, so um, I hope I pronounce your last name correctly. Did I get that?
2: Absolutely, Hider. perfect. Yes, indeed. That's Thank exactly you. right. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I'll leave it
2: up to you, but you if you would like, you uh, certainly should feel free to call me Mike. Uh, but I leave that up to you.
1: Okay. You know, I have to, I, 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 I love, to, I, I would say, okay, I'll try. I'll just say Judge Hyder. <laughs> it feels. <laughs> so, if you you're know, more I'm comfortable. so excited. I've never had, and I've been talking about this whole week. Well, you know, I have to remember because, I mean, I think that, first of all, that, you know, I'm African. And where we come from, we try to show a bit of respect, right? But I know that, first of all, you've earned, that is, not a fetter, that's a lot of fetters, actually, having served 30 years, you know, first of all, you served like 11 years as, um, you know, um, a trial athlete, and then you have 30 years not on the bench, right? So this, for me, I think is really prestigious. But, you know, it's great to have you here, and for those who are listening, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who is Judge Michael Heider, And maybe a little bit, I mean, we're going to get into your, I know you have this really interesting book that I really want to learn so much about, but let's talk about you first. You know, how would you describe yourself? Who would you say that you really are?
2: Well, I really am all of those things that you enumerated earlier. I feel that I am an engineer and I'm also a philosopher and also a psychologist. Um, I started my life off by graduating from the university of Cincinnati which a bachelor of science degree in engineering. I was in the Air Force ROTC program, so I went into the Air Force and was assigned to the Nevada test site where I worked on underground nuclear tests, blowing up atomic bombs. Uh, then when I left the Air Force, uh, I went into uh, seminary for a short period of time, left that, and went out to uh, the University of Toledo, uh, where I majored in philosophy with a strong minor in psychology. I <clears throat> met my wife there, got married. Uh, we moved to California. And while I was uh, here in California, uh, I went to law school. And as you said a couple of times, I uh, became a lawyer. I did that for 11 years. Then there was an opening uh, on the uh, California bench in the county where I live, Merced County, California. So I ran for judge successfully, was elected uh and sat on the bench for thirty years. Wow. I just re- wow. Just recently retired, yeah. I retired just a little while ago. Wow.
1: Oh wow. Wow. That is pretty interesting and you know, just to be able to have you be here um it's an honor and a pleasure, but you know what well, while you were saying something 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 cut my mind really <laughs> something okay. cut me, um cut my attention you you said something I mean you'd been in the air force, and you mentioned you know like blowing up atomic bombs <laughs> you were conducting <laughs> experiments blow like is that for real like really, you were really blowing like atomic bombs,
2: yeah, not everybody gets to do that, do they. No, it's a rare thing. Uh, (laughs) The Air Force put me into a Nevada test site, and while at the test site, uh, that's what I did. I blew up atomic bombs. uh, We were conducting experiments to determine the effect of detonating atomic bombs high up in the atmosphere. It was very interesting. (laughs)
1: But here's the thing, you know, that was, yeah, you know, it's interesting, but it's also very scary. I mean, for me, I'm thinking for for me, I don't know anything about that, but how did that feel for you? Was that scary in any way, or it was just fun?
2: Yeah, that's a super question, Alex. Uh, Living out there in the Nevada desert, especially during those long, dark nights, I had a lot of time for deep reflection about. A God about life, about what matters most in life, and questions mm-hmm. arise like, uh, "For what should I be striving?" And deep down, mm-hmm. what's the most important thing in life? And I quickly realized it wasn't developing weapons of mass destruction.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so wow. I, I went, yeah, I went on, and I concluded even, Alex, that it was not fame or fortune. Uh, It was about that time, we're going back many years ago, that Ernest Mm -hmm. Hemingway, uh, who had won both a Pulitzer Prize and a Nobel Prize, and Marilyn Monroe, Mm -hmm. who we all know, both committed suicide. Now, who could have had more Mm -hmm. fame and fortune than those two, yet they both found life insufferable? And recently, as you all know, Robin Williams, another individual, great mm-hmm. fame and fortune, found life mm-hmm. so unbearable that he hung himself. Mm-hmm. So, you,
1: you know, that, that you, just, you, you really just said something that really can make, especially with someone like Robin Williams. That was a shocker for a lot of right. people because you would think that he was happy, right? He made people laugh. You know, we watched his films, and we just thought, okay, he's having a pretty good life. He's famous. He has all the fame that he needs and all the fortune. But then there was something Obviously, um, he wasn't happy, right? So you know, and 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 now thinking about that, you had to you had to take some time to basically think deeply about what you were doing. You know, being a part of the Air Force at the time, and you came up with some conclusion. Obviously, uh, so at the end of the day, what did you decide was really the greatest treasure in the world, because from what you're saying, you're saying it's not fame, it's not fortune. So what would you say is the one thing that you know we all want or is something that we could treasure? or It's the one thing that we need, really, to exist right. here.
2: Well, I, I know you because I've listened to some of your programs, and I think that you already <laughs> know what the answer to that question is. Uh, but for those well, who don't know what the answer to that question is, I think the greatest treasure in the world is enduring peace of mind. It's a very deep uh-huh. feeling of contentment at the center of our being, uh-huh. no matter what life throws at us. It's the peace that Jesus and Muhammad Gatni and Buddha and Confucius all talked about. They all enjoyed it. And I thought uh-huh. about that a lot, and I thought, that's what I want. So I went after her. Uh-huh.
1: You, you, and, you know, you said something, and yes, I do know. You know, that's something that I, I want, you know, I've craved as well myself. You know, when I wanted to start to do this show, and I first thought about calling it The Naked Talk, I and mean, think for a lot of people, people were scared. Like, okay, what is she talking about? What is this <laughs> naked thing? You know, they were probably thinking okay, what is, but I was just saying transparency, truth, open, peace, you know, like bear yourself, just be out, you know, just put it out there. I don't I want it. And, and since I started trying to be and I know that you're. we're going to be talking about something much deeper than what we're, What I'm saying right now. On the surface, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to be transparent, and I wanted peace of mind. I just wanted to not have to worry about judgment and thoughts and things that happened to me or things that people did to me or things. I just wanted to be open and transparent, and I wanted people to be that way as well, which is why I started this show. So when you talk about, you know, being and, you know, just having peace of mind, I really understand what you're saying. Now, For you, how were you able to sort of, you know, go on that journey, you know, to discovering how to find enduring peace of mind? What was it that you had to do? I mean, how did you find out, you know, discover this amazing um, treasure? Let me call you that.
2: That's right. It is a treasure. You're absolutely correct, Alex. Uh, I did a lot of thinking and uh, worked on it while I was at the Nevada test site. Then when I got out, uh, I went – into the seminary for a little while and got out of there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I thought about these truths that Jesus talked about. He said,
3: mm-hmm. You shall
2: know the truth and the truth will set you free.
3: Twelve free. simple mm-hmm. words.
2: Mm-hmm. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. They're all very simple mm-hmm. words except the two key words, which are truth and free.
3: Mm-hmm. What did
2: he mean by truth?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, example On a clear day, the sky looks blue. That's a truth, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. dealt, in the Nevada test side, I dealt with the uh, formulas from science, F equal MA, mm-hmm. E equal IR. The f- most famous of those formulas, I think we all know, is E equal MC squared, you know, Einstein's. Mm-hmm. But that couldn't have been the kind of truth that Jesus was talking Shouldn't about. That prayer. doesn't set you free. That doesn't set you free at all. <laughs> so yeah. what was he talking about? And I concluded that there are things called, what I call, good life truths. These are the things uh-huh. that Jesus was talking about. For example, let me give you a couple of what good life truths. Uh, uh-huh. I must never let the thoughts of what happened in one of my yesterdays destroy the peace of my today. That is so important. Uh-huh. People don't understand that. Let me repeat that. I must uh-huh. never let the thoughts of what happened in one of my yesterdays destroy the peace of my today. Let me give you another uh-huh. It's negative thinking about events from my past that hurts me. That is a difference I must never forget. Events from my past cannot hurt me. Only negative thinking about events from my past can hurt me. And, again, people don't realize Alex. Let me give you just one more. The type of thought I dwell upon determines how I feel in the present moment. Feel in the present moment. Yeah. Mm. that's we all, all uh, locked like. Long for is peace in the present moment, and the type of thought is, I hope you'll let me prove to people in a few minutes, uh, the type we thought we dwell on determines how we feel. Uh, And then really the biggest one of all is, and this is going to take a little time to flesh out, but I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. That is so important. I'm going to repeat it. I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. You must never, never blame anyone else or anything else for how you feel in the present moment. And, again, we'll be talking more about that if you let me. Okay.
0: You
1: you you know what yeah you know what I'm I'm sorry to say this Judge Michael and I think that this is so interesting because I'm really trying to pay deep attention to what you're saying and I think that for a lot of the listeners I think that we're going to be blessed you know just listening to what you have to share <laughs> because um, here's the thing. I feel like we, we sort of know this on the surface, right? We just, okay, you know, you're you're responsible for your happiness, you know, your happiness is up to you, you're not dependent on anyone else, you know, I'm just saying that, not, not what you said, but, you know, paraphrasing that, and we right. sort of know that on the surface, but I don't think we pay so much attention because I'm listening to you now saying what you're saying, and I'm thinking, he's right, he's correct, that's true, because <laughs> the events from your past don't hurt you, it's a thought that you have about them, because you feel exactly. bad, and personally can't relate to that because i've had like you know for example i'm divorced and but it's weird when i tell people that i'm happy or i'm at peace you know because somehow i'm no longer holding to the bitterness or the anger or whatever it is that didn't work or how i felt about that relationship you know or not having that relationship anymore Um, i do know how i felt when i thought about it or when you know but the moment i stopped letting it affect me or letting people's judgment or thoughts or whatever it is about it, I realized that i have been so happy. Like sometimes even in chaos, like when nothing is perfect or like we meet our normal daily challenges, it's weird, but I'm able to still find joy in the midst of chaos. So when I'm listening to what you're saying now, I feel like it does really make sense. But you know what? I kind of want to hear more about this. So what is very interesting, because you said that you have 59 of this good life truths in your your book correct. If I'm correct.
3: Yes, okay, so great. That's
1: correct. So Okay, so I would like for you to share, you know, just a little bit more about, you know, take us through it and um let us know, you know, this truth, you know, what it is because I'm thinking like you said, you know, they're what we call basic truths. You know, you gave a typical example of the sky is blue, right? right. And you, you, But obviously, that's not what you're referring to. You're talking about some deep spiritual truth, life truth. So could you take us through that some more?
2: Yes, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, so in these truths that we're talking about that I call the good life truths, uh, they're the ones that will bring you to the good life. And as you so well have said about going through divorce, it's interesting you mentioned that because I did a lot of family law when I was an attorney and handled a lot of divorce cases. And in my book, it's strange that you brought this up about a divorce because I talk about Pamela and Mary. Pamela was a client of mine, not her real name, of course, I'm using, but client of mine that back in the – 80s, I handled her divorce. I handed her a $3 million check, a million-dollar note that her husband paid off the next year. So it was $4 million she had. Uh, She got the house. She got the car, the fancy car. She got everything. He got to keep the business that he had, of course. And she was the most miserable woman I've ever known. $4 million. Her income in those days, when the interest rates were sky-high, Her income was $25,000 a month, and she was miserable. And uh, another lady, Mary, that is her real name, uh, was absolutely Uh destitute, got divorced. Her husband was no good. He was a bum. And she was the happiest lady I ever knew. And she felt so Uh blessed because she had these four wonderful children. That really caused me to start thinking a lot and developing these good life truths. Uh, and uh-huh. I was absolutely convinced that that's exactly what Jesus is talking about, the things we're now saying. I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment uh-huh. of my life uh, and uh-huh. the other truths so I put in the book. But allow me to talk a little bit about what it means to be free. Freedom uh-huh. has got nothing to do uh, with being free from physical restraints. All of us uh-huh. who are not imprisoned are free from physical restraints. We can walk away. You could walk away from this microphone right now. I could walk away right now. Uh But that's not what Jesus is talking about. We can move around. But Uh people like Nelson Mandela, who is over there from your country, and I'm Uh sure you you know him well, uh, talked about the Uh uh, feeling of being absolutely free while he was in prison, even though he had been incarcerated Uh by his country Uh for 27 years. So the people Uh who are truly imprisoned, Alex, are... Not free. The Ernest Hemingways uh-huh. who killed themselves, Marilyn Monroe, Robin Williams, all who kill uh-huh. themselves. They're imprisoned uh-huh. by their negative thoughts and negative. thought dwelling. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're not free. Uh-huh. My definition, and I think Jesus' definition of being free was that you're not carrying any emotional baggage whatsoever from your past. You're at peace uh-huh. in the present moment, and you have no uh-huh. anxiety or fear about the future. That's what peace is, and you're at peace if you're at peace with your past, you're satisfied with the present, and knowing say exactly mm-hmm. about the future, and it's a wonderful place to be. You can be locked up and still be at peace. And I know I'm speaking from many years of experience where I've been in different situations, and I maintained that peace. Uh, it's the enduring peace of mind no matter what happened to you, uh, but you do it all by controlling thought dwelling. Uh so what do you, I, mm-hmm. go, ahead, go
3: ahead.
1: You know you know, I and sorry to you sorry to cut your ear because I know that, you know, I am gonna I, I'm, I'm I'm you know, you did say something. Again, I love that's what I love about this conversation is you know, <laughs> the fact that I can we can have really deep, meaningful conversations. And that's what this show is about, you know. It's not just it, but it's a conversation. People can, have, you know, have thoughts and opinions and views, and we can actually, you know, dig deeper into ourselves, into our minds. Mm-hmm. And you did mention something. You said, you know, some of these people, I mean, we're free. Physically, we're free. We're not bound by any chains or anything, but we're imprisoned by the thoughts that we have in our minds. And, and what that just what that just made me realize is that I mean, yes, sometimes some people can say, what it what that really means is that you know that a majority of people, even though on the outside are free, they're actually really imprisoned because I don't know that many people that like are able to say that. Okay, you know what? Yes, it's possible that you may not carry burdens or baggages from the past, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, but you might be carrying something from the present because we're constantly stressed. We're, you know, feel the anxiety, pressure, you know, everyone's thinking about what they're going to do next, what they're going to achieve next, what they're going to, there's a lot of stress, right? So even, even though you may not, you know, there's no peace of mind because you're worried. How am I going to take care of tomorrow? How am I going to feed my children? How am I going to, where am I going to get a great you know, job? How am I going to rise the ranks? You know, We're constantly, when am I going to get married? When am I going to, there's just constantly stuff that keeps people in prison or in chains, you know, not so free. So now that you say that, it just makes me really, I'm sort of aware, you know, like I'm aware of what you're saying. And I'm hoping that the listeners too as well. Um, But you know what, um, um, Judge Michael, just um, how about we do this? And I needed to just do this. I know I see a lot of people who are dialed in are listening to the show right now, if you want to join this conversation or you have a question you want to ask um, Judge Michael Hyder, don't forget you can call into the show. The number to call is right there on your screen. You can call plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six, or if you want to send me, you can send a message on WhatsApp or the in-studio chat room. Okay, our studio chat room isn't live today, uh, but you can tweet at me, tweet at Alex O'Cruzzi, hashtag the talk if you have a question for uh Judge Michael Heider, or you want to have um, – you have a comment or something to contribute or to add to what he's sharing with us on the show, make sure to do that, and I definitely will pass it up on the show. So um, so uh, back to you, uh, um, Judge Michael. Um, I know that – so, you know, just before I went, I, I said that you talked about being imprisoned and all of that, but now I know for a lot of people who are listening, they're like, okay, fine, I get you. I understand what you're saying. But Mm -hmm. how do we get to maintain that enduring peace of mind? You know, everyone's, okay, how do I get to find it? How access it? How can I discover it myself? Um, Could you take us a little bit or share with us how we can achieve that?
2: Absolutely. I'd be very delighted to do that. Um, I'm going to jump into uh, my book, and it's based on several principles uh, that I'm going to talk about. The whole theory is to get the know how to have the art of thought dwelling to maintain enduring uh-huh. peace of mind. This thought dwelling is so important. It's the things you just talked about, Alex, about thinking about, worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, worrying about what's uh, going to happen to your children, et cetera. Uh So I lay it out in my book uh, on different principles, uh, and I'm uh-huh. going to talk about those. The first principle is that none of us have been singled out for trauma in our lives. God's ways are not our ways. We've got to remember that. God's ways are not our ways. He allows trauma to come into all of our lives, no matter how good a person we may be. And trauma is part of what it, what it is to be a human being. I've never known a human being that didn't have trauma in his or her life. It's unavoidable. It's important that everyone understand that you've not been singled out mm. for the trauma. Understanding that, you come to understand that it's ex- extremely counterproductive to ask the why questions. Why me, Lord? And I hear that all the time. Why did this happen to me? Why am I so unlucky? You've got to learn not to ask the why questions because that plays right into Satan's hand. Uh, so the second principle that I lay out in my book uh, is that there's only three things and three things only in the entire cosmos that can bring trauma into a person's life. And people are shocked when I give this talk. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Just three all, things? Well, three things and three things only. Uh, when I give this presentation, oh, wow. I, I tell people, I'll well, bet them $100 if they can tell me a fourth source of trauma. I've never had to pay that $100 to anybody. And that surprises people. you got uh, 500 people in the auditorium, and I'm saying all of you that have any kind of trauma, it all comes from three things and three things only. And I bet you'd like to know what those three things are.
1: Yes, I'm curious.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, I really
1: want to hear it. I, I really want to hear it, and I'm thinking maybe I have a fun one, but I really want to hear it. So what are these three things?
2: Yeah, and, and this surprises people, but again, when you think about it, there's, there's nothing else. The first thing that will destroy your peace of mind is what that despicable person did to you, the drunk driver that killed your spouse, oh. the child molester that molested your child, the arsonist who pulled down your house, and a thousand other horrible acts like that. That's The despicable person is the first thing. The second is the stupid thing you did for which you cannot forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. You're the drunk driver mm-hmm. that had the accident. Mm-hmm. You're the child that loses. Mm-hmm. You unleashed a horrible tirade against a loved one. And we all do these things, and we can't, or some people can't. we got to get over it. Uh, can't forgive themselves. Mm-hmm. And finally, the third thing that will destroy your enduring peace of mind is what face, fate did to you. If you allow it, uh, you become blind, mm-hmm. like Ray Charles did. You're having a, a disabling disease like FDR mm-hmm. did, and he was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. all of his adult life. You're born deaf and blind, like Helen Keller. Mm-hmm. You have a terminal illness, and on and on mm-hmm. and on. So those are the only three things, and I challenge anybody to come up with a fourth one. That's <laughs> what the, yeah, a despicable person, the stupid things you did, and what fate did to you. And knowing those three things, go ahead.
1: You know what? I'm laughing right now. I was hoping to make $100 from you, (laughs) and I kept trying to figure out what it was. I was waiting. I was like, okay, you know what? Let me think of the fourth thing. Let me think of something else. Let me think, and I couldn't. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Uh, that's $100 going right away right now. Oh my god.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're in good company, Alex. Let me tell you, you're a very good company. Nobody else has been able to think of it either. Okay, (laughs) then. Then there's a third principle that I set forth in the book, and that is that even though trauma enters a person's life uh, from one of those three sources, the despicable person, mm-hmm. what you did and what Fay has done, uh, mm-hmm. the, you can still maintain enduring peace of mind, even though you have one, two, or all three of those. Uh, for most people, unfortunately, when trauma enters their lives, it destroys their enduring peace of mind if they ever had it, Uh, but that doesn't have to be that way. When trauma enters a person's life, he or she chooses how he or she Mm -hmm. will respond to that trauma uh, that enters their lives, and it's imperative that everyone understand that he or she can choose to be devastated or choose enduring peace of mind when faced with this serious trauma. That is so important. Uh, I have a personal example. Back in 1990, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. My doctor took six biopsies. All six were malignant. Uh, they went in and wow. did a radical prostatectomy where they had to take my prostate out. They sectioned the prostate after they took it out, it had positive margins. What a positive margin means is the knife went through the cancer, so it was still in my body. And I had to go through radiation and mild chemotherapy. And I swear to you, Alex, I did not uh, become distraught at all. I had enduring peace of mind that whole time. And I really believe that it's because I had enduring peace of mind that I recovered from the cancer. I think if your body, if if you have fear of dying and your body's fighting that fear, you're not going to make it. But if you have peace of Mm -hmm. mind and say what will be will Mm -hmm.
3: be,
2: then you're going to pull through. And there's a... Mm -hmm. There's a million other examples. Let's consider the veterans who come back from all the wars, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, now Afghanistan. So many of them are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, and so many of them kill Mm -hmm. themselves, suicide. And yet on television, almost nightly, you see all type of veterans who are sorely disabled. They're in wheelchairs, Mm -hmm. but they're playing basketball, or they've got two... Mm -hmm false legs, and they're running track, mm-hmm. and it just goes on and on and on. So clearly, mm-hmm. what distinguishes one group from the other? That's And I, it's all in the thought dwelling. I think we're going to talk about it in a couple of minutes. And then let's give me the last principle, the fourth principle, is that what we talked about, the, the type of thoughts you dwell upon determine how you feel and who you are in the present moment. And that's it. Wow. Those are, the, those are the four principles. Four
1: principles. You, you, you know, I I think, you know, and I, I just need to say this to the listeners because I did get, you know, a message, and I probably read that sometime in the show. But I need to say this. Like, I feel like this is really a blessing, you know, just having to listen to you share this because I don't think that I've, you know, sometimes you have people guess. We've never really had this conversation. But, you know, we can just touch on the surface like, oh, you know, um, you know, you you are your thoughts and you have to be in control of, you, you know, but really not as not deeply, just on the surface. And just to be able to have you here, um, to be able to share this, I feel like this is definitely going to be a life changing. This is a life changing episode, actually, because anybody who gets to listen to this, I think will be blessed because I'm listening to you and I'm taking notes and I am <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. I really am taking notes. That's what I like to do. This shows because I, I, you know, I get an opportunity every week to learn something new that I never thought, you know, or that I never knew. And like you said, something you know, sharing those principles. There's some things that totally caught my mind, and I wanted to, you know, just highlight that. You did talk about the first principle, and you said none of us have been singled out for trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Correct. so true in the sense because, you know, a lot of the times people are like, oh, they feel like. Like you said, you know, they have been singled out. It's all their fault. You know, God doesn't love them. Nobody loves them. You know, and I remember something in particular um, because I did, um, someone said something one time uh, about me coming from a very comfortable background, and I remember saying something that, yes, it is true that I come from a comfortable background, but I've experienced what it feels like to lose everything there was a time Mm -hmm. my family house got bonds and we lost everything everything Mm -hmm. like we were homeless right so even though i Mm -hmm. wasn't born poor i know what it feels like to lose everything so you're right that we all experience trauma one way sometimes you know you might feel like your own need you have financial needs and what you lack is money Somebody else might have money, but what they lack is love or good health
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or something
1: mm-hmm. else. And that, so that it doesn't make your problem any less important or any, or, or worse or bigger than another person's own. But at the end of it all is how we actually respond to it and how, what we think about it. And for example, you mentioning your you know, you having to deal with cancer. I'm thinking 1990. I was doing the math. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a long time. And he's still here. And he's <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, oh. Around he's here, like you know, a child who was born in 1990 is like what grew up like you know. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is a strong man, and he's right because sometimes when we go to the hospital and we do a test, I remember the first time I tried to do like um what they call it, I think HIV or something when I was going to have my baby and you which you there's just a number of routine routine tests that you do but you're saying to yourself and you know you're you're okay but you're saying to yourself okay what if it comes back positive <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. and you've to people start to worry about those things and they're like and they're already dying because the results are not out yet but you're already imagining that it could be negative and you're already you know your body you know the cancer whatever it is already taking over your mind and your body and you're already feeling sick even though you don't even have the results and you might find out that like, you're not even, you know, positive. So what you're saying, your principles are totally making a lot of sense. That's what I'm just trying to say, you know, especially for the listeners. I just wanted to put it in a very clearly man term for them, <laughs> for them. So, um, you did, you, We talked about, you talked about the second, third and, and, and fourth principle.
2: Um, yeah.
1: so, and that is really, um, this thing, but can you give me an example? Um, For example, I'll leave an example of, you know, um, thought dwelling, because you were talking about, you know, and I want to know, you know, just more. I know that you've mentioned several examples, but are there any more examples you want to share um, in reference to thought dwelling and how we can practice that?
2: Yes. Uh, let me let me use the one I mentioned. Uh, this lady, Mary, and that's her real name, as I said, was absolutely destitute. She'd come into my office. Mm-hmm. She really didn't want to get a divorce. She was a very religious lady, didn't want to get a divorce, and I'd give her all the papers. She'd tell mm-hmm. me how horrible he was beating her, and uh, we'd set up a new mm-hmm. date. I'd say, Mary, fill out the papers, bring them back to me, and I would think I was doing it for free because I knew she didn't have any money. Uh, Then she'd not come back. And then a few months later, she comes back again. Uh, Finally, she came back with a couple of black eyes, and she says, okay, i got to do it. So we went and went ahead with her divorce. She got absolutely nothing, not one penny. And I tell you, Alex, (laughs) I was overwhelmed because all she talked about is how blessed she was with these four wonderful children that she had. And she felt very, Uh very blessed. And Pamela, the lady I talked about, $4 $4 million in cash plus the house, plus the car, uh, and she was absolutely miserable. She, I almost threw her out of my office many times because she'd say, I don't want a penny, I just want you to ruin him." And I'd say, Pamela, <laughs> I'm not here to ruin him. I'm here to make sure you get 50% of the community property, and I'll tell you what, dear, you're going to get more than 50%. And she did. Uh-huh. So she's got $4 million plus a beautiful home paid for plus a car, and she's just miserable. And why, why, and that's what played in my mind, why is Pamela content with nothing? Mm-hmm. And she was a farm laborer, so she's going out to the farms and working in the morning, taking the kids who were not in school with her. Uh, she's completely content. She feels blessed. And Pamela is completely miserable. Why the difference? And that's when I concluded, Alex, that it's got to be the thoughts that you're dwelling on. Uh, and I don't know if your audience has ever thought about it. where do your good thoughts come from? Where do your bad thoughts come from? Uh, let me read you a Bible verse I've got in front of me here John uh-huh. chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, uh, which. Well, I'm not going to read. It. It's too long, but it explains why even the most vile people have a streak of good in them. Inside of each uh-huh. one of us, there's God. I know you believe that. That inside of each one of uh-huh. us, there's. Then I call that that uh-huh. part of us that is God. I call God-eyed, God G-O-D uh-huh. hyphen capital I, uh, uh-huh. and that, you know that if you're a Christian, it's Jesus. If you're yeah, uh-huh. Buddha, it's Buddha, whatever it may be, um, uh-huh. and that's that's the good part of us, and that's God. I is the generator of the positive thoughts that come into our mind. Uh, how good uh-huh. life is! How blessed I am! Like you're talking about, you went through
3: uh-huh.
2: uh, from having things to poverty to uh, understanding there's difference, and you had good thoughts and you had uh-huh. bad thoughts, and unfortunately, uh-huh. there's also a part of us, and that if, if if we had the time, I just don't want to take the time to read these verses. Uh-huh. But Mark Mark chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, talk about the evil person within each of us. And I label that evil person within a side, inside of each of us as satan I. So these uh-huh. two forces inside of us are in constant conflict, god I and satan I And their battleground is our minds. You've talked a couple uh-huh. times about Thoughts that you had And and that's what uh-huh. this is all about uh, The battle mind Excuse me, battleground Is the mind, God I pumps The positive thoughts in your mind Satan I pumps the negative thoughts in your mind Now If you will allow me my dear <laughs> I would like to Conduct an experiment That will be A life changing experiment I really believe this for yourself and for anybody uh, that's listening into the program. Uh, So if if your permission, I'll go ahead.
1: Please go ahead. I cannot wait to to find out what this experiment is.
2: Please. Okay. Uh, And I appreciate this. And I truly mean this, it will change your life because it's going to bring something forward in such great force that you've never thought about it before. Okay, here we go. Now, this is important. I call this the Hyder Thought Dwelling Experiment. So here we are, Heider Thought Dwelling uh-huh. Experiment. There's two parts to it. Okay, I'm going to ask okay. you, Alex, and I'm going to ask anyone listening in, please close your eyes, uh-huh. lower your head. Please don't raise your head and open your eyes until I ask you to. We're going to dwell okay. on the following God-Eye positive thoughts. I want everyone to think about... The day, the day you first got engaged. I want you to think about how beautiful or handsome you looked on your wedding day. I want you to think about uh, the day your first child was born. I want you to think about cuddling that child. I want you to think about the happiest day of your entire life. Okay, heads up, eyes open. Alex, how did those thoughts make you feel?
1: Well, I I had a smile. Uh, a <laughs> smile came to my – when you asked me to think, you know, the first thing I thought was, I had a smile, really. Um, they made me feel warm. Um, yeah. They made me feel peace or, you know, That's just right. calm. I think they right. made me feel calm, yes, yes.
2: Right. Yep, Thinking about my exactly. my
1: son when I had my son, I felt I felt yeah. calm. Yeah, that brought a smile to my face. Yes.
2: Yeah. But okay. It just it results in very very warm feelings, as you have said. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex, and I I'm going to apologize to you and to your audience uh, because the second part of this Heider thought dwelling experiment is not so good. Uh, but <laughs> okay. I've, 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 We've got to do it, okay? We've got to do it.
0: Do it, okay. Once
2: once again, (laughs) I'm going to ask you, Alex, and anyone listening in, uh, please close your eyes, lower your head. Please don't raise your head or open your eyes until I tell you to. I want you to dwell upon the following Satan-I negative thoughts. I want you to think about when you were physically abused. I want you to think about when you were mentally abused. I want you to think about when your spouse cheated on you. I want you to think about the most horrible thing you ever did. And I want you to think about what a schmuck you really are. Okay. Heads up, eyes open. Alex, how did those thoughts make you feel? (laughs) Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that didn't feel rumble good rumble. at
0: all. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Well,
3: you, feel you know, horrible. first
1: of all, yes, you know, my like my muscles in my head, like I felt like a clench, like my teeth clench. I felt like my heart palpitating just thinking about, you know, some things that I really didn't want to think about <laughs> or, you know, I pushed away. Yeah, right. you know, that didn't feel good, actually. I didn't feel the same calmness I felt, you know, the first time.
2: Mm. Okay, That's so true. if I asked you, Alex, if I said uh, what important lesson, did you learn from the Heider Thoughts dwelling experiment? What do you think you learned from that experiment? Well,
1: yeah. I, you know, I. What did I learn? Um, yeah. I, is that I think I learned. Well, what I picked from you know the, both of them is that, obviously, what I Think affects how I feel. If exactly. that I don't know, but when I thought when I thought good thoughts, I felt good. And when right. I thought bad thoughts, <laughs> I didn't feel so comfortable. Like I, I wasn't at peace. Like I felt right. tensed.
2: Yeah, not surprising to me at all, my dear. You are a very quick study. Uh, you're exactly right. That's what the experiment was meant to prove. So allow me to combine those two. Uh, types of thoughts into a general truth uh, that I hope Mm -hmm. you never forget. And it's one of those big good life truths that I talk about, the kind of truth that Jesus wanted us to know about. And this is so important. Combining what happened here, we can come to a good life truth that, quote, the type of thought I choose, and we'll talk about choice later, but the type of thought I choose to dwell upon in the present moment, determines how I feel in the present moment. I'm going to repeat that, if you Mm -hmm. don't mind, because it's so important. The type of thought I choose to dwell upon in the present moment determines how I feel in the present moment. So if I choose to think about uh, positive thoughts, God-eye thoughts, I feel positive. Mm -hmm. If I choose to think about negative, Satan-eye thoughts, I feel negative. That is so important to understand that my feelings in the present moment are determined by the thoughts I dwell on in the present moment.
3: Mm, mm. So,
2: Alex, going back oh, to our my. two divorcees, what type of thoughts do you think Mary thought about?
1: Um, you know, she pro- she probably had yeah. positive thoughts.
2: Yeah. She Fair. focused
1: on her children, and so yeah. that gave her good feeling. I mean, just thinking about the good things in her life made her feel good, I I want to assume,
2: right? Yeah. Right, absolutely. And what type of thoughts do you think Rich Pamela thought about?
1: Uh, She probably just thought about all the bad things that she had experienced with her husband or her husband had done.
2: Right, yeah. Which most people will think about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. You're a very quick study, my dear friend. Okay, so it it doesn't take a rocket scientist then to figure out that if you want – peace, contentment, enduring peace of mind throughout your entire life, that you should dwell only on your God-I positive thoughts and you should obliterate, which means kill, you should obliterate all of your Satan-I negative thoughts. I've been doing that for years and it does work, Alex. It really works. You dwell on your positive-I thoughts, you kill your negative-I thoughts. Mm. And... uh, I bet you want me to tell you how to do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I, I'm, yes, I do. But here's the thing. How about we do something, you know, and I want you to hold that thought. And, and don't worry, we're fine. We're good. We're fine. Um, let's just take, let's take a quick, let's take a quick, uh, a quick commercial break. Don't go sure, anywhere. Clear. We'll be back. Hold that thought. We'll be back. Right. So.
0: You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex O'Korji. You're listening to The Naked Talk, it's so uncensored. She keeps it real, she keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. (laughs) (laughs) Ah.
1: You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex O'Korji. Have you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji? From Timid Girl to Confident Woman It will make you laugh, it will make you cry it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones.
0: Log on to www.alexacorgi.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match.
1: Okay, guys, we're back, and yes. If you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okroji. And my name is Alex. That hasn't changed. And, yes, I'm coming to you live out of lagos nigeria in the heart of west africa and just before we went on that commercial break i have been speaking to my very very special guest um he's such an amazing amazing person i and i've been having so much great fun just listening and learning from him and it's been a real awesome pleasure just having with us right here on this show uh judge michael sage hider who's joining us live all the way from california now he's um Oh my goodness, he's an amazing philosopher, an amazing psychologist, recently retired uh, superior uh, judge, and um, just an amazing, all around amazing man. And I have been enjoying listening to some of the principles he's been sharing um, from his book, Spiritual Healing Making Peace with Your Past. And we just did, you know, we just went, you know, we, uh, we went right through some, should I call it a really good, Good truth, good truth experiment. Oh, it's, it's the Heider, the Heider experiment, the Heider experiment. Um, but it's been amazing if you're just joining us and you came in right in the middle of this. Don't forget that you can always go back and listen to this conversation right from the top because you have to listen to it from the top, right, to experience some of the things that I personally have experienced and the rest of the listeners. Now, I know that um, you all have some questions. Um, let me see. I think we've got some questions right here. Um, hi my uh hi Judge Michael. Hi, are you still there?
2: I'm still here, my dear
1: <laughs> welcome back, So, we had to take you. that commercial break um but you know just before we went on that- you know on that commercial break, you had been sharing we'd gone past um the experiment I mean you shared your four principles with us, and then we went through the experiment and you were about to share something um you know you had asked me about what I thought you know what i'd um. Conclusions that I, you know, that I made from that experiment, and I did share that, that if we dwell on positive thoughts, we have positive feelings in the present. And if we dwell on negative thoughts, then we have negative feelings, and you did, you did share that. But let me ask you, um, how, um, how do we do, you, you had said something that we need to definitely obliterate, like our set and I negative thoughts. Now, how do we do that? And I asked you to hold that thought, so now we're back. I mean, show us, tell us, get rid of those Satan-I negative thoughts.
2: I'd be very, very happy to do that, Uh, and you don't miss a beat. You remember exactly where we were, and I congratulate you for that. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to introduce you, Alex, to the wonderful world of SOAP, S-O-A-P. It's a great world. Soap? Uh, S-O-A-P. Yes, soap.
1: What are okay. we washing away? <laughs> what are so we washing we, away? <laughs>
3: we're,
2: we're going to be washing away the negative I, uh, Satan thoughts that, that Satan puts, that Satan I, that's part of the Satan that's in us. Uh, we're going to wash mm-hmm. away those things. Soap, I'm sure you know, must be an acronym. Mm-hmm. and It is. Obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously, right. <laughs> uh the S stands for stop, the O stands for obliterate, the A stands for alter, and the P stands for praise. And let me explain that. You this is something that you've got to learn to do, Alex, if you want to have that positive peace of mind that we just proved you can have uh, when you mm-hmm. think about positive thoughts. But it is mm-hmm. so important to learn to kill every negative thought that Satan puts in your mind. So when you get a negative thought, how horrible your husband was, how horrible your boss has been, how any negative thought mm-hmm. it doesn't make any difference, you've got to stop dwelling on that thought. Immediately, mm-hmm. you say stop. You stay uh-huh. If you're not in a crowd, yell, stop, 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 Uh Satan, you want me to think on this horrible negative thought? I'm not going to do it. Then you have to obliterate. Uh Obliterate means kill. So you kill that thought. Uh, Butch Hughes is a good friend of mine. He's a baseball coach. So he takes his baseball bat and he knocks the thought out out of the ballpark. You know, (laughs) I stab him. I can stab these thoughts and I just stab Uh him until they fall on my feet and, and then I stomp on them. So you got to kill that uh-huh. negative thought. You can't stay dwelling uh-huh. on it. Then you've got to alter that negative thought with a positive uh-huh. thought. And I can assure uh-huh. you, my dear, that when I get my next negative thought, I'm going to alter it with what a great time I had talking to Alex uh-huh. on her program. <laughs> uh-huh. And then praise, you know, and I don't care what your concept of God is, what higher power that you have. You praise a higher, uh-huh. higher power, you know, for all that you've received and all that's good in your life, uh-huh. which puts you uh-huh. back on a pr- positive state of mind. The whole uh-huh. idea is to stay in that positive state of mind. So soap, uh-huh. you stop. I'm not going to think about this. Obliterate. You kill uh-huh. that thought. You alter it. And then you praise. Uh, it uh-huh. works. I hope your audience will buy into soap. Uh and really, again, I we don't have, we're running out of time. I know. And I don't want to go to uh, the Bible, but if people will look at Galatians chapter five verses sixteen to twenty-six, it's exactly what Jesus says to do, is to get rid of these evil thoughts and replace them with good thoughts. Uh, but it's easy if you remember soap. You know, you got to remember how you're going to do it, huh? and, and soap uh-huh. works. Uh, So I hope that your audience realizes the incredible value of soap. Uh, I get very excited about this. Uh, By using soap, your Satan eye is completely powerless against you. So many people are slaves to their Satan eye, all those thoughts that Satan Uh eye puts into them. With soap, you take back complete control of your life. And that, I can tell you, Alex, is very exciting to take back control of your life, to have a good life and not let Satan I destroy your life. So. It,
1: it is. You know, this is this is really great. I'm, you know, I'm sorry to cut in, but this is great, and I want to put this in perspective, for, and I know that you're going to have to tie it all up together for us, especially if people are just joining in. Uh, but you did say something, and sometimes I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe I do apply soap, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. I've been so positive in the last two, three years of my life, it's almost like I haven't gone through all the things that I thought I went through. And <laughs> Now, it, it, it's it's weird because – it's it's not conscious, it's not deliberate, but I think it even needs to be more deliberate. And it's great for those who are struggling to have peace of mind. Now there's a mm-hmm. strategy, or let me call it strategy, for lack of a better word. There is a strategy. They can embrace the soap strategy. Now there's a, because I may not have been able to articulate this or communicate this to anyone. Someone else might look at me and say, you know what, Alex? I'm going through something that you went through three years ago. I'm going through a divorce. You know, I'm you know, in this I'm not you know, going through some of the things that I went through and I kinda get myself out of it. And I don't I'm not sure that I would have known what to say to that person because I don't even know how I got out of it myself. I just know that mm-hmm. somehow I've decided to focus on thinking positive thoughts and seeing the world from a good angle. I want to see the beauty in everything. I want to see, I always want to look from the positive side. You know, I want to look at the glass half full and not half empty. That mm-hmm. has been my, but I would not have been able to articulate it and say, this is what you need to do to get there. Right. Now I have the soap. <laughs> right? I can you say, just listen to it. Now I have the soap. I can say, you need to apply soap. You need to listen to judge. I do that have to apply.
0: His right. <laughs>
2: And it's so interesting what you're saying because (laughs) it applies in my life. My mother uh, was a little Italian lady. And I mean, little four feet ten was her biggest, (laughs) uh, tallest she ever got. Uh, But she was a spiritual giant. She had to quit high school in the 10th grade because the family didn't have enough money. So she had to go out and start working in the 10th grade. Alex. She was just like what you're saying you have been in the last few months, but I think she was all her life. My mother, if if I would have asked her what obliterate means, she wouldn't have had a clue, you know. She was just a dear, dear woman. Mm -hmm. But she was always positive. She always, if we'd come to her and say, Mom, such and such a happened, something bad, her standard answer was always, oh, honey, if that's the worst thing ever happens to you, you're going to be really blessed. And she was applying soap. even though there's no way she could have articulated what soap was. She just mm-hmm. intuitively knew it. And I think there are a lot of people, Alex, I really do, who intuitively know that they should kill their negative thoughts and dwell on their positive thoughts. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. And you're one of those people. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yes, Good. but
1: I think it's also great that when we're even more aware of it, Because, I mean, the fact that, yes, intuitively you tell yourself that, you know, but you don't, you can't always be positive or always win. But now that you know that there's a strategy, right, Right. or there is something that you can apply, there is a step-by-step process to getting to that peace of mind. You can now consciously make that decision, even at those, during those times when, at that point, your intuition or whatever it is, isn't, you know, on its top form, but now that you have a strategy, you can say, okay, no, now I have to kill it, now it's time for F, F, mm-hmm. stop, <laughs> you know,
3: yeah. oh, that's yeah. a
1: blue I feel like, but then again, it's not just that, it's the fact that we can also sort of share that with other people, because it's one thing for you to feel like you kind of understand how your own mind works, but it's not always easy to be able to help somebody else to be able to achieve that same state of mind that you have so now that there's something that there's a working theory there's something there's a theory obviously that the entire world can pass on i mean we can pass on um, judge hider's you know theory right now and mm-hmm. somehow make the world a better place in a sense because it, it, everyone can say okay you need to try this and this will work and this will work and and that way we're instead of helping the world to be a better place that me for lack of a, but let me not, let me not keep let me not stay on, on that but i know that for for just for the sake if you could take us back and tie all of you know just all of it together i mean you did share the principle you shared the soap. you shared the you know the experiment um and can you just put it all together in in, in a sense you know so that those who're just joining this conversation right now can get a full grasp of you know of just what you shared
2: Sure, I'd be very, very happy to do that, Alex. Uh, thank you for asking me to do that. Okay, uh, we start off with first, you know that your the source of your every positive, rich, good, uplifting thought is the God I within inside of you. And mm-hmm. again, for people that just joined us, that's G-O-D hyphen I, capital I,
3: mm-hmm. the God
2: I. That's that's the source of our positive thoughts. Second, we all know that the source of our negative untoward, evil, self-defeating, bad thoughts uh, is the Satan eye within each Uh of us. And we all have that. Uh So you've got your God Uh eye giving you positive thoughts, Satan eye negative thoughts. Third, Uh and we proved this by our experiment, you know that if you dwell on God eye positive thoughts, you feel positive. Uh No question about it. Fourth, we proved this. (laughs) Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And equally important, fourth, you know, if you dwell on your satan negative thoughts, you're going to feel negative. It, mm-hmm. It's just the truth, and you got to accept that as free. Sure. Okay. Fifth, uh, we know that by using soap, we can control the type of thought you dwell upon. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which means if you're controlling the type of thought that you got, then you're controlling mm-hmm. the feelings that you're going to have because mm-hmm. your feelings mm-hmm. are determined by the thoughts you dwell upon. Okay, Uh, pretty clear. We have source of good thoughts, source of bad thoughts, good thoughts, good feelings, bad thoughts, bad feelings. Then we know that we can control the type of thought we dwell upon by using soap. Then if uh we're controlling the type of thought, then we're controlling our feelings. Six, therefore, you know that since you alone... Are responsible for the type of thought you dwell upon, and you are because you control whether you're going to use soap or not. Since you alone are mm-hmm. responsible for the type of thought you dwell upon, which then means your feeling in the present moment, then you must, whether you like it or not, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but whether you like it or not, you've got to accept full responsibility for your present moment feelings. In other words, Uh, you're responsible for your own feelings every moment of your life. Your thoughts uh, cause your feelings. You're responsible for the thoughts you dwell upon. So it necessarily follows that you're then responsible for your feelings every moment of your life. So uh, I I give you one of the greatest of all the good life truths. There's 14 words here that I wish that you're audience would memorize that'll change their life forever if you only practice it. And those 14 words are, I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. Let me say it again. I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. That is so powerful. Don't ever Ever blame anyone else or anything else for how you feel in the present moment. Never, 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 never blame your spouse, your children, Uh your parents, your boss, your employees, not even your Satan Uh for how you feel in the present moment. So it's so important. Please allow me one more time. I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. Can't get around it, my dear. Wow. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow you know that you know everything is just right there in that one sentence i alone mm-hmm. so a lot of the times we're blaming people and, and again you know, i love that we're having this conversation because it just it's giving me clarity. i think okay, that's what i think I, I found the word clarity you know sometimes you feel like I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to take responsibility for my actions. Okay, you know what, I'm not going to blame this person and say, you know, this my relationship didn't work because of this person. You know what, I chose this person, right? So I have right. a role to play in that. So I chose that person. If that person ended up not being good for me, that's also my fault. You know, that's it. But you know what, I'm not going to, moving forward, I only want to think positively. I don't want to think negatively. Thought. I don't have no hate. I have no bitterness. I have not no grudges, nothing. And my life is big. but it's great that you say that because it gave us is just really something that I just con- subconsciously, not something that has been a conscious. But now to have the, to have that sort of power because those words you say, I alone am res- I'm you know I alone am re- responsible for for my thoughts, right, or for the mm-hmm. things that happen. And what that means is is really powerful because. We're always blaming people, you know. Um, I hit that car because the person wasn't driving correctly or because the person did this or the person did that. You know, I raised my voice and I screamed because my child did this. We're always looking to blame somebody else, you know, just for how we're feeling
2: instead of looking inwards
1: that we had, you know, that we couldn't have controlled us. So so this is just so, so this is, you know, if this is the only thing I learned this year, (laughs) (laughs)
3: if this is the only
1: thing that I learned this year, then, you know, I feel like, I feel like totally fulfilled, but you know what, Um, let me, let let me ask you, you know, I know that we're about to wrap this up, and, but just before we do that, um, how do we, how do we now connect this, because I know that you definitely want to say a couple of things about, you know, nature of the past, Um, how do we tie this up now to, you know, just, things that have happened in the past and how the past relates to the present and this thoughts that we have, this conscious thoughts that we have in the present.
2: Yeah. And I just can't, (laughs) you've been so kind to me, Uh, Alex, I really appreciate you allowing me to do all this, but I think, yeah, we, we've got, you've got it down cold. You understand perfectly that Mm -hmm. the thoughts you dwell upon Mm -hmm. determine how you feel. So therefore you're responsible for how you feel. But let me, uh, just focus on the past a little bit. People don't think about mm-hmm. the past, uh, and I want to say three things. Seems like everything I have is in three. There's only three things that can <laughs> destroy <laughs> destroy your peace of mind, and there's only three things about the past uh, that I think uh, we need to look think about. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to close by using, excuse me, saying a few words about understanding the nature of the past because people don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, For those who used to be troubled by thoughts of the past, but after today we hope they'll no longer be troubled by thoughts of the past, Mm -hmm. I want them to think about the following facts that will hopefully nail the coffin forever closed on those disturbing thoughts about the past. First, and this startles people when I say this, your past doesn't exist anywhere in the entire universe. It just doesn't exist. Where could you go to visit your past? You can't. Past events do not exist anywhere mm-hmm. in the universe. They are non-existent. What happened to you 20 years ago, 10 years ago, or this morning doesn't exist it's anywhere in, your mind. in the universe. You've got to think about that. You've know, you got to accept that. Uh, I like to use mm-hmm. an example, Alex. Uh, I want you to think about a unicorn. Now, you can have thoughts about a unicorn, but if you're fairly intelligent, you know that a unicorn <laughs> does not exist and therefore can't hurt you, okay? You've got to start thinking about your past that way because you are certainly be foolish if you let the thought of a non-existent unicorn hurt you. I pray that you realize it's impossible for anything that does not exist to hurt you in the present moment. It can't happen. It's only your Satanite thinking about a non-existent past event that you went through, whatever it was, that can hurt you in the present moment. So what's the solution? You kill, kill, kill all your Satanite negatives thinking thinking about non-existent past events. That's so important that you accept the fact that your past does not exist anywhere. And since you know that you have complete uh, control over the thoughts, your memory feeds in because it's your memory who brings your past to you. Uh, the path doesn't uh-huh. come from any place else other than your memory. Uh, and when your memory, Satan and I will bring thoughts from your memory, uh, negative thoughts. God, I, will give positive thoughts. Uh, and you know you can choose to keep the God, I, pos- positive thoughts about your past. You know you can, and I hope you will, obliterate all Satan I never thought, negative thoughts about the past. And that will bring you this enduring peace of mind that I love to talk about, that the Buddha and... Confucius and Jesus all enjoyed. So people get startled when I say that. Your past doesn't exist. You know, and that's you gotta accept that. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's what Yeah, is yeah, that I mean <laughs> most people don't think about that. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but that you can't go visit no. your same it doesn't no. exist. It's you the know, same you're, as you're a unicorn. So clearly <laughs> You yeah, put it yeah. so
1: clearly. It's all in your mind. Like, really, you can't go back to it. It's gone. It's done. It's not there. It doesn't exist.
3: But, but we, then don't we think hold not to it. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: we don't. We hold on to it, and that's what hurts us. Like, you know, we just hold on to this thing that doesn't. And like you said, it really is foolish. It's really stupid for you to hold on and let something that doesn't exist hurt you. And. and well, when oh you put it goodness. that way, it sure makes no. it clear,
2: doesn't it? <laughs> yes. why, would I let a uni- why would I let a unicorn hurt me? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Wow, well, glad- this
1: is powerful.
2: It is powerful stuff, and I, I take no credit. I'm glad you said that because I do <laughs> want to say I take no credit. I'm just a conduit that the higher power put in all this stuff into my mind. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, so
1: let's talk let about, me- about the second one.
2: Yes, I'd like to do that. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Second is, and this, unfortunately, I've known dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of people that wish they could change the past. You can't change the Uh past. It's casting concrete. Uh, They're 100% unchangeable. And again, this is Satan's ploy making you think about, oh, Uh if I could just go back and change the past. But you can't. You could possess all the money in the world, all the money the Gates, the Buffets, the Rockefellers, Kennedys, Trumps, all of them have, and it wouldn't do you a bit of good. You couldn't change the past by one sliver if you had all that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you possessed all the power in the world, the power of all the armies, navies, air forces, you couldn't change the past one smidgen. And if you insist on dwelling upon Satan-I negative thoughts about changing your unchangeable past. So that you destroy the peace of the present moment, then you've really mm-hmm. fallen into Satan's trap of thinking about the impossible, thinking about trying to destroy your present moment. What will we'll destroy your present moment peace by thinking mm-hmm. about changing the past? So you just <laughs> got to accept the fact there is absolutely nothing you can do about the non-changeable past events that are causing you pain at the present moment. Uh, it's impossible for unchangeable past events to hurt you in the present moment. Uh, if you're choosing to dwell on the Satan and I negative present thoughts about unchangeable past events, that's going to cause you pain. And if you can eliminate your pain by soaping away those thoughts, dwelling on only positive I thoughts, uh, then those thoughts can no longer hurt you. So mm. yeah, observation one: the past doesn't exist. Observation two: you, you can't, can't do anything about it; can't change it. So don't don't get caught into Satan's trap of wishing you could change the past. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to ask you at some point how long it took you to write this book because I feel like this is years and years of. Um, Study, like experience, and you know, just to be able to put this clearly because I don't think anyone has had this real in depth um analysis of how wow, like this is really my like, this is blow for me. I'm and I'm being really honest with you, um Judge Hyder. I'm really, this is really me being really sincere. This is really mind blowing for me because
0: it is so deep.
1: You, mm-hmm. it's so it's, it's small, it's really simple, but it's not simple, like it's. I don't know how to explain it. Like, the answer is so simple. Like, mm-hmm. it's up to you. Like, it's in your, it's your, you, you're you in control. You're in charge.
3: Right. It's all up to that's, you.
1: But then you can, you know, it's, that's why I said the answer is so simple. But it's not that because we don't even realize we're not conscious of it. And that's why it looks like it's such a big, heavy load.
2: But yeah, then, you know, you don't have to carry.
1: That,
2: yeah, I really hope that message came clear to your audience, clear to you. You control your life. You can't let Satan control your life. You control your life. And you control your life by uh, soaping away every negative thought there ever was. And you control your life mm-hmm. by realizing your past doesn't exist anyplace. It doesn't exist. If it's, it's like the unicorn. If it doesn't exist, how can it hurt you? You know, And it can't be changed. So why would you think about changing it? Those are just Satan and negative thoughts. Exactly. Why thought. have
0: regrets?
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Wow. Having regrets okay, is, great. A, Yeah, having regrets in a negative sense is horrible, horrible. Oh, I of regret, course. I regret, I regret. Having mm-hmm. regrets and learning from your mistakes. I wish I could change mistakes.
1: it. I wish I could. Yes. Like, yeah. I always, I say that, that I don't have regrets. I have lessons, like I learn lessons, right? So exactly. if something happens... I just want to take the lesson out of it, the positive message that it, and learn what not to do next time. But mm-hmm. I don't dwell on why, you know, why it, it didn't go that way. Why did not it work? Why didn't I make that money? Why didn't I? Because that's just going to set me back. I don't exactly. want to waste time dealing with that. I want to move forward and move ahead. And, and so that makes a lot of sense. Like I'm getting some, you know what you're, you know, can I tell you this? I'm sorry, Ju- uh, Judge Hyder, but you're actually throwing bombs. Like you're throwing like, mental bombs, like, (laughs) like wisdom bombs, like value bombs right now. You're throwing atomic bombs, like
0: value bombs (laughs) right now.
2: Well, I, I hope you mean that in a good way that I'm throwing atomic bombs and not in a bad way that I'm blowing people up. Well, okay. I I, (laughs) I,
1: I, I call it value bombs, value bombs. So you're throwing a lot of value right now, but they're like wisdom bombs, like really, really blowing up my mind right now. So, um, Okay, so let's talk about the third one. Um, this okay.
2: Is a, this That's is a... Good, and this one's going to blow people's minds. This is really going to blow their minds. But again, if you think about it, I'm sure you're going to conclude that I'm correct. Uh, the third observation about the past is that past events are feelingless. They have absolutely no feelings in and of themselves. And. People say, Mike, what are you talking about? My father died. I felt horrible. My mother died. It was unbelievably bad. I lost my best friend. Uh, I lost my house in foreclosure. What are you talking about? Those events have no feelings in themselves. Sure they do. No, they don't. And I want you to think about it for a moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot here I'm throwing. I'm throwing a lifetime's worth of work at you in a little over an hour or so. <laughs> okay.
3: Well,
2: let's think about whether past events have any feelings in and of themselves. Adolf Hitler, we say one of the most evil men that ever lived on the face of the earth. When Hitler committed suicide, how did we feel Alex, how did we feel when we heard Hitler committed suicide?
1: <laughs> people were probably happy.
0: I don't yeah.
2: know. <laughs> no, that's right. We were great. Well, the Allies were happy. You're right. Uh, anybody that was an ally uh, fighting him felt great, sure. But if you were a member of the, the people, Third yeah. Reich, how did you feel as a member of the Third Reich? A that, lot of them committed suicide, feel- right? Yeah. So the True. the death of Hitler in and of itself – had no feeling. We brought huh? the feeling to the event. Same thing exactly mm-hmm. with JFK. When JFK was assassinated, how did people feel? Mm-hmm. Most of us cried. I cried. Mm-hmm. But he had enemies, a lot of enemies, that were absolutely mm-hmm. delighted with the fact he had been assassinated. Mm-hmm. Osama bin mm-hmm. Laden, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a member sure. of Al Qaeda, it destroyed you. But mm-hmm. We were happy. Yes. You know. Sure. Uh, somebody in California has a crop failure. Now, what's what's the feelings of that? Well, we would say ordinarily you have a crop failure, uh, you feel terrible. But what if somebody in Africa, where you are, is growing the mm-hmm. same crop, and now mm-hmm. their crop is worth twice as much because the crop in California has been destroyed? Somebody in They'll Africa, happy. Crop, yeah, it's going to be tough for them to feel bad, isn't it? Home foreclosure. <laughs> exactly. Sure, a home foreclosure. Wow. The person who loses the home; they feel bad. Mm-hmm. The person who buys it from the bank at eighty percent of the market value, boy, it's, it's a great deal. They get a nice home. So I know <laughs> wow. it's hard. For, I know this is difficult for people to accept, but I'm going to say it again. Past events are feelingless. They have absolutely no feelings in and of themselves. We give the feeling <laughs> to the events. Okay, let me conclude, uh, my wonderful new friend. <laughs> uh, let's go back and revisit what John 8.32, which is the one we started with. Uh-huh. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I think we now know what Jesus was talking about when he said that you'll know the truth. We know that I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. That's the truth. Those are the type of th- truths he was talking about. Uh, and you now know that uh, the truth that you take control of your life by using soap, and when you use mm-hmm. soap, you're going to be free. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. free, free of any bad feelings about the past, the present, or the future. You're going to be free, and that's wonderful. Uh, so I I say what I said just a moment ago, uh, Alex. I thank you so much for having me on your program, but I take no credit for anything you heard during this discussion. I pray I have forever changed the way that you think about life, and I hope I've changed uh, the life of the people listening in for the better. And I give all that uh, goes, the wonderful stuff, to our God eye that's inside of all of us. I'm just a conduit that He used to bring these thoughts about. I want everybody to have enduring peace of mind. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to live, and I've been living it for decades now. So, thank you, my dear, very, very much for having me on your program. I hope I've made an impact on some people, and I pray that God will continue to really bless you and your ministry. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Judge Hyder. You know what? I am so I don't know if you know but it it just feels I almost don't want this to end. Like I feel like you know, I kinda wish you'd just keep talking. Like I don't want you to go. Uh but this is Well, I've really got all evening. Stuff. I
2: don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk about this you stuff have, all evening. <laughs> but I can tell, I, I
1: could tell, right? 'Cause you're very passionate about it, but you and it does make sense that you are because it feels like you have A gift, right? When you have a gift to give to when you have something to give to people and you know, you have a wonderful gift, like you have diamonds in your hand, you Mm -hmm. are excited and you're happy when you want to put that out, put that in someone's head. And that's what this feels like, because you're, you're, you know, if I feel like you've impacted, you have impacted me. Not only have you impacted, you've impacted everyone who's listening. I do have message. You know, I have, there's a message I wanted to read and I'm trying to dig it out for you because, um, this got sent. Um, but it's it, what is amazing is that, you know, even for those who 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 are gonna listen to the replay and listen to the archived show and the podcast who are probably not even tuned in live, this is definitely and I'm gonna keep promoting this because it's important for people to listen to this. I feel like you have just done such an incredible job of articulating and I don't know I really like this is this is it. This is everything. Because we go through life day in, day out, struggling, worrying about things that we can't change and worried about things that have happened that really shouldn't be. But you put it so clearly that you would really, you would have to be, you know, a person would have to be crazy not to, not to accept this (laughs) truth.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, or, and I I say this lovingly, I hope, or they're so possessed by Satan Mm eyes. (laughs) <laughs> that they can't, that they can't get kill those thoughts. You know, Satan owns them. I like Hitler. I think Satan owned Hitler. You know, that he's going to make the superior race. He's going to kill all the Jews and all the black people. You know, it just, I mean, he was clearly the Satan. I think most uh, active agent at that time. Uh, and he was doing the things that Satan uh, wanted to be done. What a mess. And what it cost millions and millions and millions of lives uh, on both sides. So, yeah, yeah, unless, unless you're that far gone, uh, if you'll just stop and think, I've got to control my thoughts. I've got to control my thoughts. Understanding that if you control your thoughts, you control your feelings, which means then you're responsible. For your feelings, yeah, because you're responsible for controlling your thoughts. It's so simple. It is so simple.
1: It is. That's what I said. You know, it's simple. You know, it's. But here's the thing. You did say something, and and, you know, there's a part of it because, truly, in in truth, like you know, what we think, you know, affects how we feel, and how we feel affects the way we behave, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking now about those who are maybe fully, completely possessed by Satan I, and I say this not in a religious, even though I'm Christian, not in a religious way, that you can get so locked up in just being so negative that you're 100% moved to the bad side of you or to the bad I, the Satan I in you, that you're only thinking bad thoughts about people, bad thoughts about events, bad thoughts about that you start to act same. Right? right. So you start Absolutely. to act negatively and you have, you know, because when you start to think about all the evil that's happening now in the world with all the killings and the bombings and the ISIS and everything else, you have to really start to think to you, And they would have they have a defense for it. Here's a funny thing. They justify what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. They can justify
1: mm-hmm. it, but they're justified because in their mind, somewhere in their head, they're blaming somebody or something for it for the way that they are acting, for the decisions or the choices that they've made, whether it's political or social or religious or whatever it is, they, have, they are blaming a group of people, you know, for the way that, you know, they justify what they're doing. And that's right. what the way we, you know, humans behave is that, okay, something doesn't go where you say the reason I am killing people or the reason why I'm killing people is was well I was you know, I was stabbed or I was raped and that's my reason and that is justif <laughs> that's just you know, they justify their actions but then you start but you're saying this right now that puts this clearly is that you cannot blame anybody. You alone are responsible for <laughs> how you you know, how you feel. And that means that you alone are responsible for the way you behave as well, because how you feel affects the way you behave. Oh my goodness. I think I just <laughs>
2: I, I think you've got it, it, Alex. I, I think really you really have it. <laughs>
3: right.
2: <laughs> and I'm
1: so glad wow, you have it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, you know, this
1: is really clear.
2: Yeah. Go and, ahead. And you know,
3: Go
2: ahead. And I just say, I mean, like I could say, you better tell me when to shut up because I could talk forever about this <laughs> stuff because I love it <laughs> I so much.
3: I love
2: to. <laughs> yeah. But here's what I've also experienced is that dear, dear friends who you soap and members of my family who use soap, but we, we kill these negative thoughts and stuff. I've experienced this uh, myself and talking to these people. The more you do this, the less attack mm. you'll have by Satan and I. That it mm. actually gets to the point when you seldom will have serious attacks uh, by uh, Satan and I putting negative thoughts in your mind. You take control because the minute you get that negative thought, the very you just automatically use soap. You automatically kill the thoughts. You don't even have to think about it. You know, if if I have sold the methodology of soap to you, I hope you practice it. I really do. But if you do practice it uh, unceasingly, you're going to find that after a long time, you won't even have to. It's automatic. I think people like Hitler or Satan and I control them, almost never had a God-eye thought come into his mind. He's only thinking about the superior race and killing everybody. I think people like Mm -hmm. Mother Teresa almost never had a Satan-eye thought because she Mm -hmm. automatically got to the point where she killed those thoughts and dwelt only on her Mm -hmm. God-eye thoughts. So living this, really living this, I guarantee you, will make life so much easier in the long run because you'll get to the point – where you automatically, automatically kill the Satan high negative thoughts, I I could tell you things that have happened to me recently, and and they were serious, and and I I had to say all day long, I really did, I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. Okay, <laughs> I alone am responsible. You know, I, I, was, I was sorely betrayed, and I'd say all all day, and I did. I went all day long and said. I alone am responsible for how I feel every conscious moment of my life. Do I believe this? Yes. Okay. Then, then when the Satan raises his ugly head again, I alone am responsible for how I feel every. I'm not going to blame that other person for how I feel. It works. Mm-hmm. It works beautifully. Okay, my dear friend. Mm-hmm.
1: It's been it's been such a pleasure. And you know what, uh, Judge Heider, I would love to. Invite you again. I would love to bring you back some other time again on this show, and we can take this conversation to another level. Um, this is yeah. really, really. I would love to do that sometime when you have another. You know, when you have some time, maybe in the future, I would love to bring you back, and maybe even you know one of those because I do have some. Sometimes one of those roundtable conversations, oh. and it would be great for you to you know just be part of that. You know, with a few one two other people, two three other people, and be able to put this theory. Yeah, you know, I would love to test this out. Really really but I think that it's incredible you've shared so much joy with us here on the show you shared so much gold and it has been a real real pleasure now for those here those of you who are listening um, um, his book um, Spiritual Healing Making Peace with Your Past by Michael Sage Hyder um, is available through his website and you can go to www.michaelhider.tateauthor.com. Um, it's going to be in the show link. It's going to be there in the show link. So you can, all you have to just click on the link, and you, it will take you straight to his website. And, of course, we're going to have that on the post-show update on my blog, and you can find that. But, you know, where is, the, where is the best place? I mean, is that the best place that people can connect with you? What if people want to reach out to you and ask you more questions and maybe for you to hold their hands and take them through sure. this, you know – You know what? What is the best? Is that the best way to contact you? To go to your website?
2: No. no, Let me give you. um, I I I hope I'm not (laughs) killing myself. I'm going to give you my (laughs) my. uh, (laughs) I'm going to give you my uh, uh, email address, and if Hmm? people want Mm -hmm. to write to me or talk to me, they can write to you. Yeah. 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 This is probably not going to surprise you, my dear, but my email address is e N D R, which of course stands for enduring. E N D R P C, which stands for peace. O F of mind. M I N D at wow, gmail E-N-D. dot com. So it's com. e. Yeah, let me give you the whole thing. E N D R P C O F M I N D at gmail.com. gmail dot com gmail
0: com
1: wow wow, wow, well, yeah I
2: guess that shouldn't surprise <laughs> That's you it's enduring peace of mind, but <laughs> what else would I well, have for an email address right? what else would it what
1: exactly right <laughs> yeah but, you know this has been, this has been such a pleasure just talking to you, and you know it it's it, it, I'm glad that you wrote this book, I think that this book is a blessing. I don't know if people have been have you been getting feedback like what has the reaction been to those who i know that this book is really because You know, I know it's highly clear, but can you think of any one reaction, personal testimony or testimonial or, you know, something, a review or
2: something that somebody has said to you
1: after reading your book, something that they felt? I have a whole lot
2: of them. Yeah, I have a (laughs) a whole lot of them right in front of me. But I'm going to give you the shortest one, which I think will summarize what everybody has said in the uh, Mm -hmm. briefest sentence. One lady sent me a letter and she said. I think I'm going to cry because I know who she was. And she said, thank you for giving my life back to me. I mean, that's powerful.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, she was in a very, very bad place. And she I sent her my book, and she, says, she sent me a letter back. Thank you for giving my life back to me. So.
1: And I think she's correct. She's correct because I felt, you know, it, it's strange that, I've been feeling, you know, being in this happy place. My life isn't perfect. I get to experience things every day. But I've been in a really positive mindset, you know, and I've been writing and blogging and sharing with people how to be naked and how to be open and honest and accept and, you know, just, you know, revamp, you know, reinvent your mind and all of that. And sure. even with that, you know, still listening to you and still having you share that with me, I just, like I said to you, I do say that, that, you know, if this is the only one thing I take or I learn this year, I feel like I'm <laughs> fulfilled. So that pretty much is kind of like saying what she has said, which is you gave her back her life. And that's right. how I feel. You know, anyone who's going to listen to this is going to feel like, you know, if you do know this. Apply it however you want to, but just take it. Like, this is gold. Like, just do what you need to do with it, whatever you want to make, what jewelry you want to make with it. But you do have a, a power back to yourself. Right. Only you control how you feel and how right. oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It right. has been an amazing pleasure.
2: And, and, and uh, you know, look, let me just add this. As far as getting the book quickly, I think the best results have come, just come from Amazon. Just go on to Amazon <laughs> and type in my name, the – Michael mm-hmm. Sage Heider, H-I-D-E-R, or spiritual healing. It'll it'll come up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've had the best results with people uh, saying, gee, I ordered it on Amazon. I got it real quick. Uh, sometime even my publisher doesn't get it out very quick. So uh, that's my recommendation. Or any bookstore should have it. Well, thank you again. And, uh, you know, you just hit it on the head like you always do with your last comments. That This is the best thing around if you apply it. That's the key. It doesn't mean a thing to know that you should use soap if you don't do it. If you don't use it, it's not going to help mm. you a bit. Yeah, you got to apply it. You absolutely. just said that, and you're absolutely right. Well, we we try you, to say goodbye, but we keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Ronnie,
1: because it's, that's that's what I like about you know it, it's talk talk it's talk radio. We can talk for it as long, well. but this is so great. Um, I'm just, and now I know why it's in second printing. Like, really, it makes sense. Like, I mean, this is a great book. I mean, you said this, and I can't, you know, you just shared in one hour, uh, you know, this whole theory, but I can imagine anybody who has a copy of that book, their entire book, you know, broken down the way it is totally has gold thank you so much and i hope i say goodbye this is fine because i don't want you to go but you know
0: um it's it's getting
1: late here but you have an amazing just have an amazing day enjoy the rest of your day and i hope we stay in touch i would definitely love to invite you again
2: on the show that's for sure if you would like to invite me please do it. Send me an email to say, <laughs> let's do this. Good. We, have uh, we have a mutual friend. We uh, have uh, a mutual friend because I know you know, know him because I've heard you on his show. Uh, good old Larry Stevenson and the bearded uh, oh, black wow. cowboy. You, you know how yeah. I'm cowpeye? Yeah. The Larry Stevenson show? Yeah. And I was on his show and he was very complimentary, just as you are, and he did invite me back uh, at, at a round table, and it was really kind of fun. have different people. Oh really?
1: Uh, oh wow! Yeah. Great. So yeah.
2: I would so, love
1: to bring. I definitely would love to bring you back. You know, I think this is great, and I think other people should hear it. And I would love for us to, you know, kind of like, you know, I'd love for you to talk some more about this, and for us to have some different insight and maybe personal experience uh, experiences that people have, and how everyone else can apply that. That would be right. great. You know. Okay. That
2: was really great. So. Anytime you want, my dear. Thank Anytime you. you want. Okay. God bless.
1: I will. God bless bye. you too. Have a, back, have a good goodbye. Bye. Bye now. Oh, my goodness. Bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is such an amazing conversation. If you were just tuning in, that was my very special guest, um, Judge Michael Sage Hyder. And, yes, I am, you can tell that I'm blown right, guys. You can tell. I know. I've never had such, oh, okay, that's not, but you know, that was such a great conversation. Let me not shoot myself, in <laughs> but that was so, so deep, so inspiring. Um, so I think it was illuminating. That's the word, illuminating. It was illuminating. And uh, if you know anyone who missed this conversation, don't forget to share this, tell your friends, whatever it is, and please leave, feedback. You can go on to my website at www.alexaccuracy.me and leave a comment on my radio page. You can leave a comment. Go to my contact page. Send me a voice message. Let me know what you think about this conversation. Or you can leave a comment right here on the bottom of this, yes, of the show. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think about Judge Hyder and his theory and, you know, just his, um, you know, the art of thought dwelling. I want to know. I want to know what you think about it and just all this stuff that he shared and how that relates to your life and your own personal experience and how you can apply that or how you have applied it. if you've ever tried applying soap. All right. Well, until we come back same time on Friday Radio Special with my very special guest, I'm going to have Bet Bainey joining me live all the way from California as well on Friday. Till, you know, till then, don't forget expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. We do not apologize for thinking what we're thinking and feeling what we're feeling And uh, till we come back, same time on Friday, Um, I love you for listening. Ciao.